Oh my God! Here we go again. Back at it again. How you doing? How you doing? How you, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't, it's, it, for me, I, I got. I'm. I'm at a sad Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. At, I'm, I'm. I'm really at a sad Monday because you know my team ain't losing almost. GG, my bro. <laughs> Couple of months, you know. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? But hey, you know what I'm saying? We gotta get lost to a rookie in his first start, man. Hey, hey, you know what? what? Hey, we we tried we tried to play him like he was a a pocket passer. You know, we nah, that boy got legs. Yeah, he 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 got up on us. But you know what I'm saying? He like that sometimes. You know, we back here for episode two. Two. Episode two. Episode two, man. So uh so Quay, you know, tell tell us what we got today. So today um, we have another interesting, intriguing, and captivating topic. Tonight's topic is this. Mm-hmm. Why is it that the people who have the most, whether it be money or you know possessions or, or anything material, mm-hmm. anything that me and you wish we had, why do those people always seem as though that they're the loneliest or the most unhappy? So you, you want to take this one first? I'll take know? this one first. I'll take this one first. So um, when I was thinking upon this, this topic, you know, I was coming along with people who were like, you know, entertainers or, um, you know, just people that I've met who, who seem to be doing pretty well in life, but yet they're still longing for something. Right. You know, it still feels as though something from their life is missing. And so um, I just w- brought it to the to the podcast and I was like, we should we should talk about this. So where, where I stand on it is this. I, I feel as though the reason that the people who have the most right or aren't hurting for anything seem to have the lo- seem to be the loneliest or the most happy is this. Right. They. They're the reason that they have what they have, whether it be their possessions or the money, is because of the fact that they have been lonely. Mm-hmm. And so, Talk to me. so I, I mean this, right? You see, let's take rappers for example. Uh-huh. Every in almost every rap song, you hear about how a rapper talks about how he came up from the mud, how nobody ain't believed in him. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he was he he or she was whack, and they had to grind and do all that, right? In the in the movie world, people used to be acting for you know pennies on the dollar. You know they they until they made it big until they got their big break. Right. You know business people they no one believed in them. They 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 thought that their business was a long shot. That there's no way that a business could like this could actually happen. Right. And so every time they've tried to to make something of themselves, people have put them down. But then. The same thing that the people put them down of is what made them blow up. And so now all the people that were talking bad about them, you know, just bashing their dreams, you know, not supporting them. Those are the same people who now want to act like they had something to do with it. And so the, the entertainer or whoever is now backed into a corner to where it's like, bro, you wasn't with me, you wasn't with me, you wasn't with me, you wasn't with me. Only these small group of people was with me. Only these small group of people believed in me. But now I feel like the whole world is just just 
jumping on top of me as though they understand what I went through or they understood what I went through or they were like, bro, you didn't even you didn't even believe in me. Now that I actually blowed up, blowed up off the idea that you thought was stupid, that you thought couldn't be done. I did it. Now you want to come around and act like you you were big, this big supporter. No. And so a lot of times those people are depressed. A lot of times those people turn to drugs and other means of, of coping with things because they have no support. They had no support. And so and it sometimes it comes from the most important people. And that's why I really feel as though this subject hits home, because a lot of the people who succeed, they were depending on maybe a brother to like, man, I know my brother got my back. But then your brother turned around and not believe in your dream. Oh, I know my mama got my back no matter what. But my mama don't believe in my dream. So it's like, dang, if my mama don't believe in me. Nobody believes in me. So, so you're telling me you you feel as though you know what I'm saying on the simple fact that when they was coming up, the mm-hmm. things that they wanted to do and wanted to strive for, the people who they depended on the most, who was closest to them, didn't believe in them, had the most influence in their life, mm-hmm. didn't even believe in. So, so I'm so with me, right? When 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 you hit me with the topic, right? It it brought me to another route, right? Okay, talk to, to me to the to the to the same celebrities. You know what I'm saying? But the first mm-hmm. celebrity that it brought me to was Orlando Brown, right? <laughs> look, see, you, see, look, you you laughing, but it's not funny though. Okay, like, okay. Like seriously, like okay. Like, anybody know Orlando Brown? It's a famous movie star. Now, maybe his first role was Major Pain. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Then he moved on from Major Pain to uh, the next thing. Next time I heard about him was that so Raven. Um, I don't it? know if you. I don't know if he had anything before that, now, but he um yeah he, he had his million dollar cook off. I thought that was after. Mm-mm, you got to think about it. No, he was still young. Yeah, but then that's already. It was probably it was probably um it was probably like in the midst of that already, right? Because you got to think about it, after that he had um he had Corey in the house, and he was older. He was in Corey in the house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So right then and now, he's a child star mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. So right there and there, he has everything. You see what I'm saying? So he okay. has that right there and there, he has that that support in the beginning with his mom or his dad and everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. But when you are that young and in the public eye, mm-hmm. you have to almost be perfect. To mm-hmm. whereas though, if you do this, oh, why he doing that? Why he doing that? Mm-hmm. My kids look up to you. Right. right? So right then and there. It sent me to like, oh, well, dang, like these people can't really be who they want to be because if they go and outside in the, in the, in the underwear, they take out the trash. <laughs> right. Look, seriously. They Something go, that me and you probably wouldn't get looked at twice for. Right. But the simple fact that they went on it. Oh, that's indecent exposure. Why are they doing it? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm so I feel as though with those people. They want to be. They want. They want to feel normal, right? Okay. And when they can't feel normal, they turn to drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And like people, people looking at some of those things is like, dang, like as a as a nuns, like we like like you, you just laughed at them. But I mean, you mentioned Orlando Brown. Like, it's you, like you you, you laughed at him, but right. he's crying out for help. You yeah. See what I'm saying? He needs yeah. help, and like and like people not 
looking at that, like you got to think about all of these childhood stars, right? Mm-hmm. You have Britney Spears, you have Orlando Brown, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus came from money. Yeah. Look who our daddy is, right? Billy Ray motherfucking Cyrus. <laughs> and I think Dolly Parton, like a great, yeah. I don't know now, what it, she, but it, they, it's her godmother. Godmother, yeah. yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, she came from money, but the thing about it is, you got to think about when you are when you're a, an actor, right, on that caliber of Disney Channel. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Miley Cyrus was 21 playing a girl who was like 15. No, nah, Miley was 21. At least 18, bro. She was playing. They be old, bro. Miley, Miley ain't. What's she like? 30 now? Yeah, bro. Hannah Montana. Think about it. That was. 10, 10 years, years ago. ago was 2010. I was watching Hannah Montana in like 2005, 2006, 2007. Yeah, think about it, right? It's 2020. Yeah. Right? So 10 years ago, if she 30, how old was she? 20? That's 2010. Hold on, bro. Let's see some things. Come on. Think about it now, bro. Let's see some. Let's, let's look up some things. Let's look up some things. Come on. So like, Miley Cyrus. She is... She's twenty eight years old. Twenty eight. Yeah. So when so so that far she was older, having to play down young. So so Hannah Montana ran from two thousand six to twenty eleven. Exactly. So she was born in ninety two, two thousand two. She was fourteen. Right. Yeah. She was fourteen, and it ran for six years. So 20. So from 14 to 20, she was doing Hannah Montana. And she's had to and she had to play young. I mean, but she was young. And that was really her lifestyle. Like she was that girl. Like her daddy was this major singer. Yeah. And he probably really wrote some songs for her. Yeah, of course. But I, I get where you're coming from. Me, my mind went to this. My mind went to the celebrities. Spe- more specifically, like like rappers, because I immediately started thinking about, I started thinking about Juice World, I started thinking about Lil Pete, I started thinking about all these, yeah, most these, these rappers who abuse drugs and have been taken from us way too long, too early. You know, like, mm-hmm. th- this is this whole thing in the music world called the 27 Club. That's young. Jimi Hendrix was a part of that. Janis Joplin was a part of that. Uh, Jim Morrison was a part of that. Right. There's a whole lot of artists that we love, we have this personal connection to that just get taken away from us. And now you start to see that instead of a 27 club, it's almost a, a 21. Club. It's a 21 club. <laughs> I mean, like, and Juice World said it in one of his songs. He said, what's the 27 club? We ain't making it past 21. And, and what, ha- what age was he when he died? But the thing about 21. It is, right there, that, that, that's signs, right? Yeah, That's and they they, they they crying out for help, but, and but and no us one, no no one's gonna give them that help, right? right? But us as fans, we just enjoying it as dope music, not re- not really right. recognizing that, right. bro. These dudes talking about down and pills and right. yeah. making music all day high and stuff, like, bro. We need to as a as a society. I feel as though, and and as a fan fan group, not even society, but us as the fans. I feel as though we need to to start checking on these celebrities because we forget that they're human at the end of the day, that they're just like us. 
Most definitely. And I feel as though they, they, they exactly sometimes just want to be normal again. Right. Like if you look at if you look at Young Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Every last song Young Boy talked about dying. <laughs> he say, I, I mean, not all of them. 95% of his songs he talked about dying. I don't, I mean, I'm not the Suicide. hugest. Suicide. I'm not the hugest Young Boy fan, but all the songs that I have by Young Boy, well, majority of the songs that I have by Young Boy, I don't really hear him talking about dying. What? I don't know. I don't know what songs you're listening to. I mean, he he sound like he depressed. He's saying every song, yep, I'm dying. He he crying out for help. Yeah, basically. You know? Yeah, so, but I don't know so if he's saying I be- dying. I, I believe how he cope with it. Maybe I'm I'm look. Don't fact check me on this. But okay. I I believe how he cope with it is, is with the different females having having mm-hmm. more kids. So and flashing more, out more of him can be in his world for when he go because okay. You know what I'm saying? If you look if you look at his track record, young boy what 21. I don't know. So let's just say twenty one. Twenty one with about I don't know how many kids. Let's say six. I guess so. I'm not I the biggest young boy fan. I, I, I don't know. So therefore, with all of his different baby mamas, because he got about six different baby mamas, whatever last one. What is true? <laughs> None of them say he was a bad father. Of course, he's not. He got money. Just because you have money, don't mean you're uh, a good father. I mean, in terms of of instilling morals and things like that, then yeah. But in terms of taking care of the kid, like. That also contributes to this society that we're living in now. Like females consider that, okay, as long as you give me money, then that that qualifies you as a good father. But in years past, you being qualified as a as a good father was was a, a badge of honor because that means you took your child under your wing, you showed them the ropes, you instilled morals in them, and you did things that made sure that they were they were good with with in the world like they could survive and be independent so look so i'm gonna go this way right Uh uh-huh what about those kids with the rich parents who not in their in in their life right Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying as we talk about maybe some caucasian kids who's committing suicide and some black kids who's committing suicide with those people who got money who think oh they got all that money they should be scraped but now those kids are the most depressed because because their parents is not exactly in their life. They think, oh, I give you this money, you're mm-hmm. gonna be good. I'm going out of town for two weeks. Like those okay. those people have different types of struggles than we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have, we don't even we 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 struggle, right? Yeah, we but, do. But those people have different types of struggles that we may not know, like from abandonment issues, right? Oh, you yeah. know, we have abandonment issues. But it's not like to their level. I mean, okay. like, like I see what you're saying, because like you say, um, let's take Bronny, for example, like he has his Bronny James, uh, LeBron's son. Mm-hmm. LeBron is gone majority of the season of the year because of the basketball season. Though he has his mom there, right? The fact that you know you have a dad and your dad is in the public eye and he's not at home with you, that could be a problem in and of itself, right? It, me and you may not know about that, but he has to deal with that. And let's take a um. Let's take someone like Drake, for example. Right. We didn't even know the, the, the nigga had a child, but... Which was awesome. I, I commend Drake for that. Right, but he is on the road majority of the time because, you know, these rappers ain't getting money off they deal. Most of their money comes from show money. Most definitely. So Drake is all over the globe doing shows, really not even at home with his kid. Right. Maybe outside of just a FaceTime call here or there. And so those kids go through things that me and you will never have. Like, yeah, we may not well, me more so, like I didn't necessarily have a father figure that literally was with me all the time. But 
I knew who my dad was. And for me, it was like, yo, why don't my dad want to spend time with me? Granted, my dad had a lot of kids, but it's like, bro, I'm your youngest. You ain't doing nothing right now. Why do you don't want to come talk to me? But um, you want to uh, want to bring in the uh, so 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 okay. which so which I didn't notice is you know that we have a special guest today who who gonna help us talk about this topic. You know, yes, yes, yes. She she have been there from day one, day one supporter, all day long, day one supporter. We have Kat here. Cat. We have we have the the infamous. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is this. I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit about this this young lady talk right here. Him, man. So um Kat has been one of our most faithful supporters. Like she has been here since day one. Instagram know? days. The Instagram <laughs> days. We go on live. She she comes in, she help us out with the with whatever topic we're talking about. She's awesome. she's posted our 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 pictures and shouted us out and just really came along this journey with us and so um we felt that it was only right that miss miss cat be our first guest be the first guest and bring in this new chapter of our life uh with 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 her as the first guest so um cat we're um we're happy to have you here um happy to have you can you can you hear me? We all good. I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yes, we, we can. can. Yes, we, we can. can. So, um, we're just gonna get started right here. So, the, right tonight's it. topic is, you know, the the people who seem to have the most, right? They they whether it be possessions or money or you know, heck, you can even throw females or whatever the case is. They they are they are well off in life. But yet and still, it still seems as though something is missing, whether it be a, a significant other or whatever. Why do you feel as though those people always seem to be among the most unhappy? So I took a look here because I love talking about like these types of conversations about life because the fact that I really believe that everyone and anyone can relate to it. Mm-hmm. So when I started to think about this, I started to analyze the word everything. Like, what does everything mean? Like, if you, if someone says, oh, you got everything. Oh, yeah, you got this, you got that. Like, what does really everything mean? Because everything means different to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, like, oh, like, is this also, like, a generational thing? Mm-hmm. Like, is there, are there generational differences in the terms of, like, oh, they have everything. Like, has that changed over time? Like, you know, like that dynamic of like family importance now to like materialistic things. So when I started to think about this, you know, like, okay, materialistic things, like does having everything mean it's knowledge? Is it wealth? Is it financial stability, positive relationships, mental stability, um, family, owning a home? You know, there's so much of it that it kind of gets, thrown around in like the broad term of everything so you know i think that when we think about this it all depends on people's life circumstances like their experiences and their ages um and i think culture today has a huge impact on on so many things like here you take a look at robin williams Mm. phenomenal actor everybody loved him right like mrs doubtfire right Mm -hmm. (laughs) when he went 
kind of was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, no, he was always so happy. He was so this, he was so that. And as you took everything, kind of strolled into multiple aspects of his life, like he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't. He was like down and out for like a really long period of time. But again, it was like this facade being who he was, um, the roles that he played, how people know knew him. Right. That he had to kind of, you know, it was like keeping up with the Joneses. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, like, let me put on this fake face today just right. to go ahead and show that, you know, oh, I'm Robin Williams. I'm funny. I'm an right. actor. I, I have it all together. Right. Everybody loves me. But right. Everyone could really love you, but you don't love yourself. Right. So that, that's something really big. And I also started to think about, like, it's how you grew up, like, in the situations. Like, has anyone ever been so high on top that they hit rock bottom? Maybe when they were living life high up, they had nothing. And then when they lost all that, they were like, man, I thought I had everything, but I didn't. Now I have everything. Maybe like now it's more of a peace of mind thing. Right. But you have people who have gone ahead and have slaved their lives away at busting their butt to get to that top position as to where they are. And then you have to think about like what types of sacrifices have they made? Because obviously each stepping stone somehow, some way, like they push people aside. They've lost relationships. And it's going to go back to the coulda, woulda, shoulda kind of thing. Right. You know? So, again, like those sacrifices to get to the top, you might have that car. You might own that yacht. You might own your own home. Like you can be flaunting money and, you know, show it all on social media. But at the same time, like when you get to the top, like look at everything you've lost along the way. Right. And I believe that's... That's really that's a really good yeah. thing. What you were finna say, Nash? No, nah, no. Nah. She she just, you know, expanded on, you know what I'm saying, what I was talking about because you know what I'm saying, like she said, Mrs. Doubtfly. She had to be Mrs. Doubtfly for everybody. She couldn't exactly be Robert Woods to the whole world. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like it couldn't be I could not be me. So like I had to put on this face so that no one would say, Oh, you doing this or you doing that. You see what I'm saying? Like I have to put on this whole entire face. For you guys, when I'm in my home, my kids and my wife, like they may see it, but maybe I want to go to freaking Walmart and not see Mrs. Dolphin. You see what I'm saying? Right. But you have to be on your but like think about it, son. Like, what artist or anybody you know that could just go in a, who 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 has money just could go in Walmart and shop without without being they attacked. Can't. Like, like I, I wanna I wanna throw this example out there. Mm-hmm. Um Michael Jackson. You know, like a, a person that we all know, that we all love at some point in our existence. We have heard the name Michael Jackson or one of his songs. Right. And it was to the point for him that he had to have body doubles. Like the dude literally had to have clones of himself to avoid being mobbed wherever he went because he can't go in public. Wherever Mike goes, he gets mobbed. And it's literally video after video after video of people that Mike has paid personally that they've had facial reconstruction surgery in order to look like Mike. Mm-hmm. They have had, you know, all types of operations well, done to their body. You're telling me something I ain't know. Yeah, like, like for real, <laughs> bro, it's, it's like that. Like people have that. literally went under the knife so that they can look like Mike to give him a, a resemblance of a peace of mind. And he can't do that. 
Like, and again, and again, perf- Michael Jackson is actually a perfect example for what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Young Mike, go to see he been he been in the in the in the in the public, the, eye, in the public eye since he was six, six years old, like first grade. He didn't have a normal childhood. He was thrust into the limelight at six. We just now starting school, barely know how to speak right. Right. And he's out here singing notes, putting on shows, spending all day in rehearsal. And he and and he just can't be a normal kid. And and that's what I was saying about Orlando Brown because he was young. So he didn't have maybe that scrap that Mike had. So he fell to the drugs bad. Right, like terribly. You see what I'm saying? So he was in the public eye. I think I, I don't really know too many Disney stars who really made it out clean. Look at Demi Lovato. All of them. All none. I don't really think any Disney star made it out clean. Like I don't know too many. Right? Yeah, like not not many Disney stars made it out clean. But like I'm a, I'm gonna finish with this Mike example, right? So now you you take six year old Mike and you kind of follow his his timeline up until when he actually died. And right in the middle of all of that is, you know, the the Mike sleeping with the kid scandal, right? And I feel as though, and I'm gonna kind of go left field with this, but I feel as though the 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 people in power, because Mike had a different type of money. Like Mike was uh, was that guy, and we remember back when Mike was black, you know. And so I feel as though they wanted every important black person to have some type of actress next to their name like michael jordan was a gambler mm-hmm. kobe cheated on his wife uh oj killed the white woman mike played with kids you know like everybody that was important to us at the time had some type of association with them now you look at it r kelly sleeping with the younger all these people have some type of of extra thing added to them and Mike was the one that was okay. He didn't have a he didn't have a childhood. So what do you do when when you can now afford things? You go back and buy stuff that you didn't have before. And Mike didn't have a childhood. So yes, he bought an amusement park. Yes, he bought animals that belong in a zoo. Yes, he bought a train that went around the estate. And yeah, he may have wanted to hang with the kids because <laughs> Mike didn't have a childhood. Mike was a kid in his mind. And so you start looking at these documentaries and things on Mike, you start to see how he spent his money. He spent his money like he was a kid because he was a kid. So I just I just feel as though like when, when you start looking at people who always seem as though they didn't have, they, they are missing something. You it, it it starts in the childhood most definitely. Um, Kat, what what do you have to say? Well, I think though too, like I, I do agree with that, and also like going back to like the whole Jackson Five thing. I mean, those kids like were beaten. Mm-hmm. Like, there's also like so many aspects of physical abuse that go into play. Like that that doesn't go away over the years. Like it just doesn't. Like your scars are always there. Like yeah, you overcome it, but like that doesn't go away. But I think that. Everybody wants more in life. Um, I think that's a lot of part of like your your intrinsic motivation. It's what's motivating you on the outside, and and wanting more isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It might be a way of, of positively growing in a direction that you want to go in. 
Um, other times it could be like, oh, let me show everyone what I got, you know, like let's want it, you know, and it's like, what people need to realize, like, what are the reasonings behind doing what you want to do? I mean, and it was funny, my fiance, Charlie and I, we had a discussion in the car and we were talking about, um, how people like spend their time and how like people sacrifice. And he goes, think of your life as a pie chart. He goes, you know, every like quarter of it, every, every half of it, you know, depending on how you split it up, he goes like, let's say 50% is work, 50% is family time. Then you say, Oh, I want to add in hanging out with my friends. If you're going to sacrifice something there in the time that you already have 50, 50 for right. hanging out with your friends, but you're sacrificing. Oh, I want to go to the gym. You're sacrificing. Oh, I want to meditate. You're sacrificing. Oh, I want to go to school. You're sacrificing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all negative things. I mean, people are busy and you multitask and different priorities come up in different aspects of life. However, you're pushing other things to the side to make time for what you want to add to your life. And, and I think people also have a very hard time with balancing and prioritization. And, you know, in our day and age, and that's where I want to go back to, like, the generational differences. You know, I sit and I have conversations like with my grandfather or my grandmother. She lives below me. She's straight off the boat from Calabria, Italy. Thick Italian accent. Like, my dad's side is, like, crazy, like, hardcore Italian. <laughs> And when you talk to her about life, I mean, literally, it's like the things they did to amuse themselves, the things that they did to to get to where they are. I mean, my grandmother has a fifth grade education. Nothing past the fifth grade education. Mm. After going to fifth grade, the girls were gone ahead and they, they had to go ahead and to go home and learn how to cook, learn how to clean, learn how to sew. You know, and it's funny how from being around family and and I think that family over the years the dynamics have changed drastically mm-hmm. not only for a negative aspect there's blended family there's step parents there's you know I mean there's adoptions I mean there's divorce but divorce doesn't always mean a bad thing like you know right. so I think that the dynamics of family have changed over the years so people go ahead and depending on the situation they can be very very lonely about it or they can say you know what i gotta take this and i gotta move forward with it right and i think keeping up with the joneses like that whole that whole quote i mean when you're trying to keep up with the joneses that's a lot of work it is such like i can't even imagine like every day just trying to please someone and to show people what i have right how i the cars I drive, videotaping every right. aspect of how perfect my life right. is. And that's when because that people who do that. That's right. when you get the people on Instagram right. who oh. who are who are like right. videotaping their yeah. entire and, life. And this oh. thing about it is because you're not doing it for you no more. You're doing it for for the world yeah. and them. You're not doing to it prove a point. Yeah. I mean, every aspect of your life is laid out, and, and it's crazy. Like I have family members who do it, and I I watch it, and I'm just like, oh my god. Like, like, what are they doing? And they talk about how happy they are and how financially free they are and this, this, and that. And I'm like, time out, time out. Like, the, nothing's all just peaches here. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all went out. Like, right, right. You know, again, it's like, 
when you see people like that, like for example, like the Instagram influencers and certain things, and they just life is amazing, and they work from home and they work off their phone, and and they don't have to worry about anything. It's like really like yeah. that's real like, 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 like I know I gotta work like, like I'm, I'm like I'm not gonna lie to you like 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 with these um the Instagram or the or the YouTube couples right mm-hmm. I do not believe every last one of them couples sometimes still together I think since they making money off YouTube they're like look we just gonna do this for the for the show but we really not happy with each other like I think who said oh, yeah. that the, the dude and the girl I don't, I don't know De'Aaron and Ken yeah yeah, <laughs> I think they've been broke up, but since they was getting money and it was in the public eye, you know, they came. I mean, hey, I mean, you never know what <laughs> you never know what's the truth behind some of these these oh. couples or these people that that you see. You don't. So, Only thing you can see is is, is exactly what, what they choose to let you see, right? Because yeah. at the yeah. end of the day, you're waiting for them to upload a video. But um, I kind of want to hunker down on the family aspect of this and just how critical a role family can play in the development of a kid and the the long-term effects that the absence of family have on a kid and so it's the big point for for me i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go personal here so as many of 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 the people who have tuned into our um Instagram lives and things of that nature. If you don't know, go back and rewatch. If you don't know, go back and watch them <laughs> at, <still> at <laughs> DNQ DQ Discourse on Instagram. So go follow us too. Right go now. follow us, yes, please. Um, so if you go back and you watch certain videos um on our Instagram, you will know that I didn't have the perfect ideal family life growing up, you know, like I was the outcast of the group you know I, I wasn't the the one that was more into girls I wasn't the one that was into sports I, I really cared about my books and you know I was a nerd and all that stuff and you know I grew up in a family full of people who don't really finish high school let alone college and so for for me to be so in tune with my books and stuff people were like why you know who is this kid where did y'all find him he don't belong here and so growing up with that, it, it's, 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 it was constantly a struggle for me. And then combine that with the fact that I had an older brother. Now, my older brother is, is stocky. He got the waves, he all chocolatey and all this stuff. And so everybody floated towards my brother. He was the athlete of the, of the, out of us two. He, um, he had a brain on him. Like he, he was the better looking one. All these things that come along with my brother, right? Um, and so the, the family naturally gravitated towards him, plus he was the oldest. And so um, growing up, I constantly felt like I was in competition with my brother. And the only way I could beat my brother was in school because I know his grades are not going to be as good as mine. I'm bringing home all A's. I'm bringing home, you know, principal list trophies and all these awards and blah, blah, blah. But he bringing home athletic awards and all these extra things on top of school things. And so it's just the, 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 the dynamic between me and my brother kind of created a rift within the family. It was like, which side of the which which kid you rocking with? And me, most of the family went towards my brother. And it was like, dang, like my own family don't even really mess with me like that. And so 
it it, it created a, a a person that you know hasn't really gone anywhere. I, I and I've come to accept the fact that like I became more introverted. Like I, I started to shelter myself. I, I really you know kept to myself. I was quiet. I didn't really like going to family functions. Um, it was very rare that you saw me with my family, even if I did go, you know, Christmas time, I would, I would go find a room to go to, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't have the best relationship with the family. And so you fast forward now, I'm, I'm more comfortable with who I am. I've accepted who I am and accepted the fact that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna become my brother. I can't be my brother. And just like celebrities should, you know, know that I can't be who these people try to make me out to be, right? You know, like I, I can't be my brother. I'm not, I wasn't athletic like that. I wasn't stocky like that. I, I, I was gifted with a brain. That's what I was gifted with. And so now more people kind of understand where I was coming from because I'm in college. I'm one of the few that is still in college. Like my brother started college, but he didn't finish. He went on to have kids and things of that nature. He smokes now and all that stuff. And I'm the only one out of my family that does not smoke nor drink. And I have to I had to be strong enough, willful enough to have that go on because that's what I'm all around. And that's what these entertainers and other people of that nature is all around. They're they're surrounded by gang culture. They're surrounded by violence they're surrounded by people who dropping down and stuff and oh that's what they go and do because the people at home the people who matter the most aren't really one there to keep them on the straight and narrow because they got to work 10 jobs to make sure that the house is straight or two they they are there but they don't care you know like yeah go out and do what you do um you can sell drugs as long as you help in the house blah 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 that type of thing and so when you when you have a family that is like that it it it's kind of the perfect situation for a rogue kid you know it, it's kind of uh the 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 best case scenario is that you have a rapper or an athlete and that's where the i feel the 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 saying come is you you either making it out through sports or through music because that's all that the environment that we're put in is conducive to producing you know you don't really see many lawyers coming out of projects you don't see many doctors coming out of projects you don't see many you know uh fortune 500 ceos coming out of projects because the family aspect of it is a severe lapse they weren't there to keep that kid focused they weren't pushing education they weren't pushing going to college they were pushing do what you got to do to make sure that we're living okay. So, 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 right there, what you're saying is basically with sometimes just just the last part of just the last part of it, mm -hmm. right? So, with with when someone is basically athletic, athletically gifted, mm -hmm. right, and they're good, and and maybe that parent or somebody in the hood see mm -hmm. that in them, right? They're gonna push trying to make it to the NBA or, 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 the, or the NFL or some sort of things like that mm -hmm. instead of going to school, going to school. getting your education and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So so I, they do have the, the, this one guy, right, mm -hmm. from the hood and everything, made it 
all levels. He went. I mean, the, you have to, them. You have those people. NFL, he went to the NFL. Yeah, you have those people. And now he's a doctor. Yeah, because his life after that provided that. Like you're not. I don't know many. I'm not saying that it's impossible, Most but it's highly unlikely that you go straight from the hood to medical school. Like there has to be a stop yeah. in between that yeah. funds your medical school. They, and for him, it was the NFL. They had that, you know. So they just have to have someone in that corner who who looks at them and say, "Okay, look, I see this in you. You know what I'm saying? Don't let this be your only way out." Right. Right. Because but not some, many people like that. Right. But when some of these kids coming to the NFL or something, only thing they say is, "Only thing I know is football." Look, look. Right. I, I That's know, all you know. They don't. don't know. They don't have a plan B because they don't know anything right. outside of football. I don't know how many people seen my favorite football movie, but Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Booby Miles, so is ACL, MCL. Mm-hmm. When I think about family, so before I started working for my dad's business, um, I was a teacher for eight years. So, like, mm-hmm. I worked in various school districts. Um, I worked in a private Catholic school where parents had money, and they, you know, I was a science teacher there, and, and they were like, they paid for their kids to be in school, and you know, like the moms, they they would help out with everything, you know, and and kids were very sheltered. They, they were more sheltered. Um, it was a different aspect. Like, I knew, like, certain conversations. I taught middle school. Like, I couldn't talk about because I was like, oh, Lord forbid I say something. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then I went to Bridgeport, Connecticut. And Bridgeport, Connecticut is one of the lowest socioeconomic um, cities in Connecticut. And I went from kids who, who were sheltered and who kind of just, like, lived their life every day, no worries. To kids every day, like outside my window, I had drug rings. Outside my window, I would tell my kids, you better get your ass at home. Like I taught fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And these kids had more experience and more knowledge about things that I will ever have in my life. And mm-hmm. I want to have. You know what I mean? Right. And when I was there, um, talking about being lonely. Like, I was there for three years, and those kids, I was mom, I was dad, grandma, grandpa, I was an authoritarian figure, Um, I was whoever they needed me to be. I was a disciplinarian, I was the one who, many times, instead of being like, oh, oh, Miss I, Miss I, mom, I mean, oh, Miss I, you know, like, I was was that person, and they grew up in an environment where their parents were not around because of work or drugs or being lazy or or being around like their boyfriend or girlfriend, like that they took priority. It's a whole other subject right there. Like, when I had those parent-teacher conferences, I was like, huh, that's why Roberto is the way he is. Got it. Like, you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it paints a full picture when you really like put everything together. But they they were lonely in the sense where no one was around. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go home because no one was around. So I stayed in my classroom until sometimes six, seven o'clock at night. I brought those kids food. I helped them with their homework. They did not want to go home. And they were just lonely in the sense where like, even when they went home, they'd be alone. They right. have to cook their own dinner. Who knows when mom and dad are coming home? Who knows when grandma and grandpa are going home? Who knows like, are they going to get in trouble because they stayed with me after school? They weren't doing anything bad. You know, so there's the loneliness factor there. Um, and I found that, like, in, like, the inner city. And then when I went to New Canaan, Connecticut, 
super, super high socioeconomic status. Like, it's, like, richer than Greenwich, Connecticut. Whoa. Um, once I got to the Canaan, I was like, look, like, totally different world. I mean, these kids <laughs> Man, have what? all pairs, and they have nannies, they have butlers, they have the Teslas pulling up, the doors coming up. I mean, like, I mean, it was, like, every day, it, the, the mom and dad, they go to the country club, or the dads, they'd be the, one, the ones working all the time, and the moms would be taking care at home, taking care of the kids, going to play tennis, going here, you know? So those kids, their loneliness, some of them, I found was they didn't have anyone to share fun things with or things that they thought were mm-hmm. exciting because their parents were so busy doing other aspects of life. Bringing so, in money, so right. Money-wise, like dad was making the money, Mom was worried about like spending the money. That country club, making sure the house looked great, making sure that like, she was at that PTO meeting and she voiced her opinion. That they, I felt like they weren't allowed to be like third graders. And I was like, dude, like who really cares if they're in the higher math class in fourth grade? Like, let's talk about life. Like, let's talk about what did you do this weekend? Like, you know, right, like, right. And so there's there's loneliness on so many different aspects. And like I said, you know, like this question, like, you know, how come people seem the loneliness when it seems like they have everything? Like that's like the best example right there. I mean, like I've seen it. I've seen it and you're just like, Oh my god, you you can have a beautiful home. You can be wife, you can have this rock on your finger, and you can just be living the dream. But guess what? You're lonely inside. <laughs> right. You're not you're at home while your husband's like in China doing God knows what on a business deal. Yeah. Definitely. Really close to them, and I understand like that not everyone has that. 
Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people, like you always hear the saying, people want what they can't have. And mm-hmm. some people may want that. And some people may be looking at me like, oh, Kat has everything. Like financially, she's just good, like, you know? But I'm at a point in my life where I'm 32 and my wedding got pushed back once and I've been with Charlie for six years. And I'm at my point in my life where I look at other people and I'm like, damn, like they're married, they have kids, they, you know, they own a home. And like, I want that. And then right. I almost completely like, different area in life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, and you feel like there are different aspects of you missing. And like, again, I remember this is bringing me back to one of our other conversations about being on a timeline, like one of our uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. conversations and, <laughs> I don't feel as if I am on a timeline, but sometimes life just kind of, when you sit and you reflect upon things, like that's when you're like, damn, like, you know, it's like either you look at the coulda, woulda, shoulda, you reflect upon your day, your actions, your conversations you have with people. And you know what? You may not have it all. You may not have it all, and that's okay. Like, honestly, like I was like that growing up. I don't have the money that my parents have. I don't. I don't. Now I work for my dad and my dad made a very good comment to me about when we were talking about taking over the business one day. And my dad, um, just a little bit of background knowledge, he, he started his business like around the 1980s and he's been in business for 40 plus years. He didn't have a college education. He went to Henrietta Technical School. Um, I don't even know what that is. Technical <laughs> high school. He made himself nothing. Like, you know, yeah. immigrant parents from Italy. And he owns a plumbing, heating, and air conditioning business in Danbury. And he has done so Money. well for himself. Money. <laughs> built that. Yeah, but you know what, though? He has built that ladder. He has built that ladder for himself. And his name and his reputation is still known in the community because he's busted his ass for every moment. Of it it. precedes him. Right. Growing up, my dad wasn't there for every dance recital, every dance competition. When my brother did karate, family dinners, I can't tell you how many times we were home alone with my mom when my dad was working late. He'd come home late. We'd be asleep on the couch. Hey, dad, you know, he'd work on his weekends. He'd be on business trips. And my parents' marriage, their foundation is extremely solid, extremely. But they had to sacrifice things to get to where they are today. Like, it doesn't mean like, oh, like, oh, like, he has money and look where he is. Like my my dad came from nothing. Right. Nothing. And he so came from nothing. Like when you think about it, there was no money. There was no money. Now, meanwhile, my mom, she came from someone where her father was a police officer in Danbury. People knew who he was. Like, you know, and it's funny how like, you know, now like everyone knows who my dad is. Mm-hmm. Our name is very well known around the surrounding towns and everything. And and, you know, now that I work for him, my dad made a comment about me taking over one day and needing to realize that we need to sacrifice something and that mm. Charlie and I need to realize, like, that if I'm really serious about this, like, I need to sacrifice, like, you know, maybe it's putting some things on hold. Maybe it's like, no, you're not putting your money towards that. Maybe it's time. And, and it makes you think because, you know, there are some people who have everything. They have a business. They're rolling in millions. But the moment they sell it, they're like, I am the happiest person to have gotten out of that. Right. Right. <laughs> and and it's just it's just a different dynamic that 
different family structures have, how different career paths bring people to different walks of life, I want to say, to, to be able to see. And we deal with so many people on a daily basis, especially like I'm in the office, I work with customer service and I talk with customers every day. And, and you know, it just, it's just very interesting. I have people who tell me their life stories like on phone. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, but the, you, you empathize with people. And, and I just think that people need to think about where we're headed in life right now. I mean, there's a lot that's changing. We have COVID going on. World, the world is shut down. Like in Connecticut, we can only travel to Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, and New Jersey, and Hawaii. We can't go anywhere without quarantining for two weeks coming back. So we can't see people. Like, we can't go see other family members. We have to make sure that we quarantine. And just, like, that aspect in itself right now, like, that's fucking with people royally. Right. Like people being isolated from others, just, like, right now. I mean, like, this is a pandemic. God, like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel right now. Yeah, the vaccine is coming out, but where's the light at the end of the tunnel? And people are, like, hitting, like, their lows. Like, I've had... My cousin's a nurse, and she's a cat. Like, no lie, like, I legit feel like I, I think I hit, like, depression at one point a few weeks ago. And she goes, it was the bottom feeling I've ever felt in my life. And she goes, I think it's just because of everything going on, and it weighs so heavily on your shoulders. But I do feel that people need to, you know, take accountability and take action to pull themselves out. And it doesn't always mean, like, they they, they they're responsible for everything that they do, but like surround yourself with others that can help you pull out of that, you know? And, right. and, and, and I really think at the end of the day, and I know I've been talking a lot, but like I love these conversations, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not about who you are, who knows you, your reputation, but it's about who is in your corner at the end of every single day. Right. Who has your back? Who can you turn to? Good times, bad times. Who can you run to? And I think, you know, you don't need to have a lot. No one has a lot of friends. If you do, like, that's bullshit. Like, it's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, And having those few close people that you know you can count on, to me, like, that's everything. You know, so going back to the definition of like what is everything, like to me, that's huge for me. Right. So I don't care about what this person is doing. I don't care. Oh, I want to care how. Like, oh, we should get together. It's been forever. (laughs) I haven't talked to you. Like, I graduated in 2006. Like, what? Like, who are you? (laughs) Dang, cat. That's how you coming at people. (laughs) But look though. But look though. Think about it. Like, why do you want something to do with me now? That's true. I mean, okay, so look, Kat, we only got a, a limited amount of time with you. So we got about okay. about two more minutes. All right, so what I want to do is this, right? Um, let's let's talk about some solutions. Let's uh let's let's stop focusing on the problem and let's see, let let's talk about some solutions. So help. so Nash, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Nash. How how are we gonna finish with me? So so Kat, you got two minutes for your answer. So Nash, how do you think how do you feel that we could or is there even first off is there a solution to this and if so what is that i believe i believe it's 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 helping and in, in, in counseling someone having that person to exactly hear them out 
right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about it is when, when that person don't have anyone in their corner, someone to exactly hear them out and see where they're coming from, right? it's just going to keep on being repetitive and it's going to keep being the same thing over and over and over again. You see right. what I'm saying? If, if if we all come like, oh, he good. That's just what he do. But nah, like sometimes that person really does need that ear. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And for that person to talk to, they really understand. Okay, so so cat, uh, ooh, we running low. Okay, cool. So um, cat for you. Uh, spend these last next two minutes or so. So what's what's what? How do you feel? Is is there an answer? critical to do something, find something that you love to do, find something mm-hmm. that brings you happiness, whether it's hanging out with someone, whether it's doing something by yourself, like that can help you realize like, oh, when I do this, like, I don't feel lonely. Like, I don't need this. People need an outlet. That's all. Okay. So, um, f- for me, what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this off. So, um, for me, the, the answer is kind of, a a combination of, Nash and Kat's answer like yes you need the you need the support you need to know the people who who are going to have your back like Kat was saying no matter what and also you need to find certain activities certain hobbies certain things that you enjoy doing that like she said you don't feel like you need anyone you know to do those things and thirdly my answer would be this just become okay with being alone you know, like the, I feel as though uh, it, there's a, a negative aspect, a, a negative connotation that comes with being alone. And everybody don't want to be alone. I mean, I get that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, though. But like, what if you embrace the fact that you're you're lonely? Like, like, think about it like this. I know it's kind of a hard concept to grasp, but but try and grasp it. Me like. I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel the best when I'm at home. I mean, like when I'm alone, like I love being alone. I I, I feel energized. I, I, I just, I'm just a different person when I have my me time. And if, if, if you're introverted like me, that is a good thing because being around people literally drains me. Like when coming from social settings, we, I feel as though I have to I have to be alone. Like don't talk to me, don't come in my room, don't do none of that. Just let me be. Like how much time we got left, Nash? We 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 done. <laughs> oh, we done? done? Oh man. Okay, yeah. so uh let's just let's yeah. just let's just wrap this up, man. Um so so, so again, thank you thank Kat, you Kat for so much for for coming you. in and giving us your words of wisdom as usual. Yes, we most definitely appreciate yeah, your you, support. And most definitely, you will be back. We, we, oh yeah, we most definitely going to have you yeah, back on, yeah, a, we, on a completely different different topic, yes, a completely different time. And I, I really enjoy the, 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 the view, the, the, the ambiance, <laughs> the lights and all that good stuff. I like the, I like what you did with the room. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so any, means- any, final little goodbyes you want to say cat no thank you really honored like that you even asked me to be like your first person and i was like oh my god my first podcast (laughs) 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 thank you like that meant a lot because i 
I do thoroughly enjoy like these types of conversations about life and just like learning about others and just like forming relationships. I mean, I'm in Connecticut. You're in where? Georgia. Atlanta. Georgia. Yeah. Like, look at that. Like, I mean, like we're, we're how many miles apart? And like, look at like Too many. the great <laughs> conversations we've been able to have with each other over the past few months. Yeah. So, um, again, just thank you again. We'll most definitely have you on thank again. You. And so, um, yeah. to the to the people that were listening, we uh, appreciate y'all yeah. as well. See you next time.